0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Australia Lawyers. If you need legal information or fast access to Australia's leading lawyers, visit Australialawyers.com.au. Now, over to Dan for the podcast.
1: Hey, this is Dan and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like and trust I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly, or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. I'm probably telling you something you know, but the number of pets, particularly dog ownership, has grown exponentially exponentially and with it, the complexities of such ownership when it comes to family law disputes. Well, in today's podcast, we're going to find out how pets are treated in the context of those disputes, and to do that, I'm with accredited family law specialist, Abby Golightly, from OMB Solicitors. Abby, you personally know how important pets are, given that when we caught up recently, you had your little pup, Winnie, in the office with you. What's the current state of play with pets and family law generally?
0: Yeah, that's right Dan. So I'm an avid pet lover. Winnie is actually sitting next to me today as well at the office um, and statistically pet ownership in Australia is going through the roof. Um, however, in family law, pets are not the beloved little creatures that we think they are. They are actually considered as an item of property and not something that is would be treated akin to a child, um, which is a bit shocking for some people to hear.
1: You're not wrong and that very sentiment was expressed loud and clear in the recent decision of Grunseth and Whiten, wasn't it?
0: It was. So in that, call, in that decision, um, the full court of the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia specifically stated as much as it will pain pet lovers, animals are property and they are to be treated as such. And in that particular matter, um, the full court of the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia reversed a decision that ordered the transfer of ownership of a dog from one de facto spouse. To another um, because at first instance that judge applied what would commonly be considered um, parenting considerations to the ownership of the
1: dog. Is that a significant paradigm shift in the way that the court's going to deal with these types of matters going forward?
0: It's recent. or cementing what most of us in family law know to be the case, but it's certainly um, made it clear that all of the considerations that people come to us with when they're talking about division or ownership or possession of a dog um, are not what the court considers. The court considers... um, that they are property and if they are of significant value. So if you had, say, for example, breeding dogs um, of particular breeds that are um, particularly expensive, then they will have a value in the ordinary course of events. So they would go on a balance sheet at, say, ten, fifteen thousand dollars 15000 if they're a particularly um, popular breed and a particularly um, you know, good breeding dog. But in the ordinary course of events, the court will simply look at, well, who paid for the animal and go in accordance with that, who paid for it, whose name it's registered in. And that, as I said, is a, is restating what we all know, um, but it's really been made clear in this full court decision of Grunthorpe and Whiten.
1: So let's talk about the facts of that particular case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in the what we call the first instance decision, so that's the decision in the lower court, the primary um, court decided that this little dog Roxy, I think Roxy was some form of spoodle or an oodle of some description. Um, In the primary decision, um, the judge applied some considerations such as emotional attachment. So they considered that the de facto husband in this case had a stronger emotional attachment to Roxy and that Roxy was in fact acquired for the benefit of the de facto husband's adult child. Um, And in those circumstances, Thought it in the best interests of Roxy to be transferred um, to the de facto, de facto husband. Um, they said it in the words, the justice and equity of the matter resulted in it being appropriate to transfer ownership to the de facto husband. The dispute with respect to Roxy the dog was a side dispute as to the ultimate division of all of their other assets, but it was this particular aspect that I found most interesting in this decision. Um, the court on appeal stated specifically, as I said, that animals are property, they're to be treated as such, um, questions of attachment are not re- relevant um, and the court doesn't undertake what would ordinarily be considered parenting considerations. In the full court, they considered who paid for Roxy the dog, so that was the de facto wife, they considered that and found that the de facto wife paid for her dissexing, registration, food, vaccinations, medications and grooming and in those particular circumstances considered it appropriate for ownership of Roxy to remain with the de facto wife who was at law, her legal owner, because she was registered in the de facto wife's name.
1: Wow. And I, I know the uh, primary judgment, it devoted, what, around 25 paragraphs to the determination of um, who actually did own Oroxy. A uh, fair exactly. bit of uh, consideration in that regard.
0: Certainly was. Um, it's As I said, I think it's reflective of the fact that pet ownership, dogs, cats, um, or, or any other um, pet is a, a hallmark now of, Australian, of the Australian community, and um, particularly as in the, this case of Grunsworth when we were talking about a relationship that there were no children of and it was a short relationship, these um, you know arguments about pets and who owns them and who ought to be given them in the division of assets are becoming more and more common. But 25 paragraphs is certainly a very detailed consideration at first instance of... Um, ownership of Roxy. The full court didn't go into quite as much detail, which is probably reflective of the fact that they thought the primary judgment was perhaps a little um, out of the box or took into account things it ought not have and kept things pretty short to the point. It was still a fair um, part of the judgment, probably, say, 10 or 12 paragraphs, Um, but it's reflective of the importance in the Australian community of ownership of animals, in my opinion.
1: And of course, the full court did forecast to pet owners that should they wish to bring these types of disputes before the court, uh, they better put their money where their mouth is when it comes to pets.
0: Correct. And in that regard... What the full court was telling us is that if we have a dispute about who wants to retain, say there's one pet of a relationship and you both want it, then perhaps one of you ought to put your hand up and say, you know what, I want this pet. So in the case of Grunzeth Roxy, I want Roxy that bad that I'm prepared to include Roxy on the balance sheet at a significant value. What that might be is relevant to the size of the asset pool in each case, So. $5,000, $10,000, I'm prepared to take $10,000 off my assets in order to keep Roxy. And that was the clear message by um, the full court that perhaps people need to, as we said, put their money where their mouth if, is if they would really like to keep their pet.
1: Abby, if people have got questions about this particular decision or are uh, contemplating separation and pets involved, they can reach out to you at OMB?
0: Absolutely can. So I'm at OMB Solicitors. Uh, You can get in touch with me via our website, um, with an online inquiry, or through any of our social media.
1: Abby, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, with the handle LawByDan, or simply drop by LawByDan.com. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast, made possible by Australia Lawyers. For great legal information and fast access to Australia's best lawyers, visit australialawyers.com.au.